Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down to Biscay. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome to Five on the Floor Live here on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. We come to you after Miami Heat beat the Indiana Pacers, now split the series in Indiana this season, get their four-game road trip off to a good start after a disastrous loss Saturday night to the San Antonio Spurs. We are on the YouTube channel. This will go on the podcast channels later on. We appreciate our producer, Alejandro Villegas. I'm going to introduce our crew here in a second. First, I want to tell you about our sponsors. Starts with our friends over at A Aggressive Insurance. Well, we have a lot of friends there, but primarily it's Lynette. Reach out to insurancebylynette.com. Insurance broker agency has been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. They offer homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, also auto insurance, and retirement programs. If you have a bad driving record, Lynette is the person to go to. Go to insurancebylynette.com. No driver refused. She'll give you free quotes over the phone. Again, insurancebylynette.com. There she is, 954-581-8800. Also a commenter here on our show who's as frustrated as you've been this season. So reach out to her. You can talk insurance. You'd probably rather talk insurance than about the Miami Heat this year. Also, our friends over at odmpsi.com. This is ODM Performance solutions reach out to them if you're looking for a consulting company you can see the website right there trust the odm psi approach and get you high level folks all across the board talent acquisition also social media management which is so important these days they offer that service as well reach out to odmpsi.com we will give you later on the show our performance solution it seemed to be um jimmy and bam but we'll, we'll get to more specifics as we go forward Later in the show. All right, here's the floor plan today. Again, I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow at Brady Hawk 305 and Greg Sylvander. You can follow Greg Sylvander. Keep the comments coming. We may not be able to put them all up on the screen tonight because uh, Alejandro has a commitment he's got to get to, but I will make sure that I'm reading them here uh, as we go. And the first one comes in from Allen. We hate big leads. Paris, just an awful last two minutes. This was a win, by the way, but I understand the frustration. Jay, we're winning the chip, baby. Something today showed you. What, Greg's commenting. Danny, nasty, nasty offense uh, and more. And then from Ethan, this is not for me, I promise. Any good team beats us by 20 with that performance. And yes, we do love Lynette. Uh, just it's an I instead of an E. All right, I'll let the comments keep coming as Alejandro posts them up before he's got to go. The Heat win 87 to 82 against the Pacers. I have covered a lot of games in that building, whatever the name is. And I've covered a lot of games that look like that, okay, where you go like five minutes without scoring. Under normal circumstances, Greg, I'd be like, okay, they got a road win, okay, in a place that they don't typically play well. And they haven't played well a lot of different uh, units. The problem is this comes in the context of everything else they've been doing. 
So this is not like a one-off, like when the big three would go to Indiana and then they would struggle there and maybe drop a game or barely win a game. But a lot of the things that happened tonight are the same ugly things that have been happening throughout this season. And they got saved essentially by a pretty decent defensive performance and by the fact that the two best players on Indiana, uh, their rookie, I cannot pronounce his name, Ben, okay, and Tyrese Halliburton, who's been an all-star this year, were awful tonight, okay? And so they managed to survive. But in the grander context here, I'm not really sure anything got solved tonight, particularly in a game where the only guy they were missing was Gabe Vincent. Well, I think it's probably a little too soon to actually know. I, I I see where you're coming from in that, like, we can't obviously make some kind of firm declaration that this season is turned around or that this team looks different because, truthfully, they didn't look a ton different. But I will say that, like, if we are going to come about this at a, in a solution-minded way, you got to start somewhere, right? So, like, to me, they got a victory. Um, it's not – it wasn't pretty – it looked like the 96, 97 heat pacers. I'm waiting for the Davis brothers to run out and PJ uh, Brown to start fighting. And um, instead we got a good performance from Jimmy and Bam. I thought Spolstra did some new things with the rotation that may be informative going forward. So to me, obviously I'm not going to say everything is fixed. I am not there at all. Um, but for one night, I will say that it's trending in the right direction for a change. So I'll take a road victory where I can get one. All right, before I get to Brady, let me give you some of the numbers from tonight because they do tell a lot of the story. Uh, Bam Adebayo in 35 minutes took 18 shots. I like that, okay? Uh, he had 22 points. He had 17 rebounds. He had three assists. That is a strong-ass effort uh, going up against Miles Turner and others. Uh, Jimmy Butler, 8 of 16 from the floor, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, made plays when it mattered tonight, okay? So their two best players played well. Let's get to that. And, and I thought Caleb in 40 minutes did some really good things late. Okay. And he ended up with nine points on six rebounds. I apologize on prize picks. I told everybody to go over the one and a half threes. He, he made one of three tonight. Uh, the backcourt though, and I'm going to include, um, let me take Vic out of this for a second. Cause I think he's a separate conversation tonight, but a couple things. One, Greg, you mentioned on our, on our off the floor string, which I suggest everybody uh, subscribe to that. Spolster played eight guys in the second week of December. That's all he trusts right now. And Brady, you mentioned he'd only be playing seven, except they have to play Deadman because <laughs> they don't have another big. So well, I'm going to include Struess here. Here's a combined, this is a combined uh, 90, what is this? Uh, basically 68, uh, 100 minutes, those three guys. Okay. And we appreciate the super chats and I'll get, I promise you I'll get to them. 100 minutes. They combined to make nine field goals. In 100 minutes, uh, three of 10 for Lowry, three of 11 for Hero, and three of 12 for Struess. So that is nine of, what is that, 33, my quick math here, on almost all threes. In fact, every shot Struess took was a three, three of 12. Hero, and you've mentioned, uh, Brady, how he's been going more to the three-point line now, lady. Two of seven from three out of his three for 11 overall. Lowry, two of eight from three out of his three for 10 overall. So they combined to make seven threes out of 27. Seven of 27 from their three shooters because Duncan Robinson doesn't play anymore. Um, I mean, that's just not going to get it done against, like, most teams. I mean, you had to have an Indiana team that has been playing over its head but has sunken down a level lately. They've lost now six of eight and had its two best young players playing poorly to escape this game. That's the way I look at this. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. They they played off. I will say, if I'm going to give a positive element, like I don't want to just sit here and say that their two young guys played bad because I actually, if they're, I'm going to give credit to Miami. It's going to be on the fact that they actually played at a pretty good defensive game plan because they did hold this team to 82 points. And I thought the way that they did it, they just switched everything and they said, we'll live with the Miles Turner switch. If he gets a couple offensive boards and putbacks, we'll live with it. But we're not letting Halliburton just lead this offense and dice us up like he did last time. Like we are just going to switch Bam on him and just have him be at the head of the offense and get basically just cut their head off in general. He's not going to be able to play make for them. He's not going to be able to create shots or for himself. So that's basically what we saw there. And I thought that was a pretty good defensive game plan. But in terms of the offensive stuff, yeah, you can't win games like that. And they they haven't. Like if you look at their blueprint, like they were the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA last year. They're now bottom 10. And probably after this game, they're probably bottom seven, bottom five-ish because they just shot 27% from three. Uh, and at one point in the third quarter, I think they were shooting 19%. Like you, you just can't have games like that. Like when you're hovering over 20%. So it's just like, you have your primary shooter who's just not shooting well. You you mentioned the backcourt, their starting backcourt, uh, two of seven and two of eight from three. Like you just cannot have that at this point. And it's not even like we're talking about a game in Boston where they where a team adjusts certain thing defensively and they're cutting off pull up threes or maybe they're shading over and helping on corner threes. It's like there's nothing schematic here that like a team is shutting them off from three. Like they just are not hitting shots from three. Uh, and it's not, and I don't want to see your act like it's just a, a game in Indiana that they generally don't shoot well from. This has been a season long thing. So they've needed Jimmy and Bam to basically get them out of a lot of these games. And a lot of the time it has not worked, but tonight obviously it did because they held them to 82 points. I thought Jimmy was good late. I thought their game plan in general, just to get Bam involved, like you said, 18 shot attempts is always good, but they were kind of getting him that ball in that mid-range, allowing him to attack. He was hitting that little mid-range fade that he likes. Like, when that starts happening, there's good things. But other than that, there was absolutely nothing to like offensively. Like, the shots they were getting, it felt just bland. Uh, and the last thing I'll say is we talk about, like, the Deadman minutes, which I didn't think were terrible in this game. Like, early on, he, got a, he had, like, six points in the first stint. He had a couple boards. Uh, you'll live with that type of Deadman performance. But the interesting thing is, their early game plan was basically we're going to get to the paint time and time again, and we are not going to fall into that game plan of just starting fire away from three. That worked. That's what led them to get to a 19-point lead. Then they just kind of flatten out, and they just fall right back into that trap again, and they just can't hold leads. We talk about them not like not being able to hold leads, but like they can't withhold a game plan, it feels like. like They get like a certain thing in their head they want to get to, and all of a sudden they just start firing away from three again. And the reason I bring up Deadman is because – they basically flip their game plan when Deadman's in. Like, they were moving and have all these things clicking offensively. Deadman comes in, and they basically were just running, like, pinned down into a pick and roll every single play time and time again, and it just goes nowhere. Because they're doing, and I know we've hit on this a lot, is last game they switched up their substitution pattern, where now they're basically subbing out Tyler and Caleb Burley for Depot and Struess. So, basically, Tyler comes back in, as they were saying on the broadcast, with the bench unit. Uh, but it's more about just... Uh, there's a, a long period of time where they're basically not having Kyle, Jimmy, or Bam on the floor at the same time, which I'm not sure I'm a fan of, but they kind of want to see Tyler and Depot, how they run lineups. That's what they're doing in those lineups. They're basically just running pin downs into a pick and roll and say, Tyler, you run this one, Depot, you run this one. And when you're not shooting well, that's just never going to go well. So the, it wasn't a real, it was just a terrible offensive game plan or, or offensive showing in general, but at least we're going to talk about one thing. It's at least they held them 82 points because there was not a lot to love from this game.
Yeah, I mean, Halliburton was 0 of 9. I, I think you, you hit it right there, Brady. I don't think the game plan is bad. And, and I, you know, we can argue about Spolster's adjustments. And I, we're going to deep dive on what Brady was talking about, about getting Hero with the bench. Because I think that is the thing we've all kind of identified as the, the thing we might remember off of this game, if nothing else, uh, and the trend that that might lead to. But I think when you look at, at the game, it's not the game plan. It, it is the way that they just forget the game plan. It, it's And this ha- this happens this happens pretty much every single time they get a lead. And sometimes it's lineup related, and sometimes it's just damn laziness. Like they don't want to get to the basket, or they don't get a foul on one play, and so they don't go back in again. And that's a frustration with this team that has continued over and over and over, Greg. And uh, let, but let's let's get to the, the big topic. And I will get to some of your comments again. Uh, Alejandro had to leave, so we're not putting the comments up right now. But I am reading them, so we will we'll get to them as we go forward here. Uh, look, I don't know if it is that they want to get to hero with the bench unit as much as they want to get him out of the starting group. Like it it feels like maybe it's a little of both that they want to have some Tyler time, right? Which didn't go particularly well tonight. This is one of those rare occurrences where he didn't score well. Well, actually I should say it's not a rare occurrence. He didn't score well and they won, right? So it's, this is exactly what always happens. I'll just, which do you think it is? Because it's clear that they want to get to the lineup. That was a plus 30 net rating coming into this game. Simon uh, Sperling put that up on uh, on uh, Twitter, and we've been following it, which is Struess with the other four starters instead of Hero. But the weird part about it is Max has been awful lately. So, like, yeah. even if you looked at that as a solution before, like, okay, maybe if we can get Tyler to put his ego aside and we can forget the fact that we just gave him $120 million, we can move him to the bench because it's the best thing for the team. Not because he's done something wrong, but just because it will, it will change their lineup structures in a way that will be beneficial for everybody. We can't really do it because Max is missing everything for the past two weeks. It's tough. Like there, Max is, tr- is, and I've used the word trending and got a couple of our commenters upset by that. What else? They won, y'all. Like I'm not going to get too crazy, um, but you're right. Max Struess is trending in the Duncan Robinson direction, and that's not good. Uh, so to your point, like I feel like he's the placeholder of the spacer at this current moment that they're looking for in that lineup with the starters uh, with Jimmy and Bam. So I, I I do think that that is not something that I, I think what Spolstra will likely do is approach it where the starting lineup won't change, but he's going to look to try to do as much in-game adjustments with the rotation as he's done these last two. But I feel like it was more pointed in this game than it was against um san antonio which i'd like to forget that game one of the commenters said this team has the memory of a goldfish and i can identify with that um so yeah i think that they will try to get hero with the second unit but it's to unlock that first unit more than it's to get hero right because hero's been good here's the thing that i I, i've said a couple times today and i'm going to repeat it again and have a senior moment the Heat have three 20-plus point-per-game scores. I know I'm using counting stats, but, y'all, I've been watching this team since 91, and they've never had three 20-point-per-game scores, not even in the big three era. Like, it's not about any one of these guys fixing what they're doing wrong. It's about the mix as a collective. So I think it, you know it's worth uh, them continuing to try. I thought, though, Brady, that their opening minutes tonight with the starting group were as good as they've been. Like, the ball movement was excellent. Like, that's what's more frustrating about this, is that we talk about the fit between the four of them is not great and that Caleb's playing out of position as the fifth guy, right? But then you see it tonight and you're like, oh, that doesn't look bad. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Like, they were moving, they were cutting, they were getting open looks. Everybody was touching it. There were possessions. They had four or five guys touching the ball in decent position. At some point, I'd like, just take the damn shot. And then they got a better one. And they were up. And it worked. And mm-hmm. and then they completely get away from it. But I, I, I want to get to this part of it. And then we will talk Depot a little later because I know our guy Eternals here on the comments. And I knew what he was going to say because I follow him on Twitter. And he's going to say start Depot. And I, I don't think that's a, a reasonable solution. But we'll we'll, dis- we'll discuss everything at this point. Okay. What is wrong with Max? Because that is really hurting them right now. Like we can talk about the four guys. But if you're not going to play Duncan, like if you've just – they've decided that asset – they don't care anymore. Like that is, they're not trying. They, when he was playing, mm-hmm. we, we and I were talking about this in one of the games we attended and they were running nothing for him. They just threw him out on the court. All the stuff they used to run, they're running nothing. They've given up on that entire thing. Okay. They'll say the stay ready thing. He's going to be like James Jones now. Okay. For them, if a little before your time, Brady, but you know, you know he's the GM of the Suns who was, well, you know, okay. Wow. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm but familiar look, with his work. Uh, you're familiar with his work. That's good. Well, with his GM work, anyway, it's been pretty damn yeah. good. But he was also a shooter in Miami, and he would be shelved for three weeks, and then he would come off and hit three threes, and Spo would talk about, get, you know, JJ stays ready and all that. That's the most you're going to get from Duncan at this point. So it is on Max. So what's wrong with him? Because a lot of looks to me look open. Yeah, that's why I'll say the first aspect, and we did this all last season, so I do not want to do this again, where we talked about Duncan, and we were, like, talking about the mental side of it, the fact that it's just me- like missing shots. Like, I don't think it's like anything beyond that a lot of the time. Like, it's just shooters have hot stretches and they have bad stretches. Like, to begin the year, we were talking about him and Caleb as being uh, kind of the two best players on the team in terms of just having that type of trajectory. Caleb's w- kind of withheld that and Struess has not. In terms of what they're doing, I sit there specifically when I'm watching at the games because I feel like I catch it way more, is the fact that they – almost treat Max like they did in summer league, like way too much. Like they propelled him in a great direction when they did that in summer league. And they gave him uh, the, put the ball in his hands and they allowed him to be a more confident player. But it seems like every time they run something for it and it's not there, let's go back to Duncan for a second. When, when they run something for Duncan in the past and it's not there, what do they do? They reverse it. They swing it back the other way. He loops around back screens constantly. When Struess has the initial action, that's not there it turns into a pick and roll every single time. Like if the first handoff's not there, if the first pin down's not there, if whatever they're running is not there, it turns into a pick and roll. And most of the time, as we're talking about now with the certain starting lineups, his minutes are mirrored with Deadman. So you're basically betting on a Max Schroes, Dwayne Deadman pick and roll a lot of the time when they're defending it a certain way. And I just don't know how you're betting on that as an offense. Like that's just not going to work out. So when you're talking about, uh, and then you look at the, you, you were mentioning kind of the stat sheet, three of 12 from three, three of 12 from the field. You're running pick and rolls at this volume for him, but he's not shooting twos inside the paint or hitting a mm-hmm. mid-range or a floater or a lane. So it's like everything's leading, like pointing at one thing and then the result is just not there in general. So uh, it's a weird dynamic. I think he could go on a stretch here going forward and he just starts shooting well from three again because I think shooters, it's just that simple. Like guys can get hot. But I think the pick and roll stuff and the ball handling stuff, I think is getting... I guess a little out of hand with the fact that 
with who they have in the roster. Maybe this comes back to the conversation of the starting lineup having so many ball handlers and the bench unit having kind of the, the, the shooter that usually is in that starting position that they're so used to using that guy as the ball handler. So I don't really know how they mix that up, but I think they have to, I guess, be a little bit more creative with what they do for Max when he's not, when that first action isn't there. All right, Greg, I want to get to the deep on minutes here, but I want to do it in a different context. I want to mention also our sponsor. I am reading the comments as we go, guys, so I'll get to all of them. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them. I did want to mention on prize picks today, we always try to review uh, our own picks. There's some things we do. Use that code 5, F-I-V-E, get your initial deposit matched up to $100. No rollovers, free money to play up to 100 bucks, um, and you can play the World Cup coming up with the semifinals this week, also NFL uh, NBA and and everything else there up to two two up to six players. This is our official fantasy sponsor uh, today. Twenty point. You mentioned the three twenty point scorers, Greg, on this roster. Uh, they were all listed at twenty point five tonight on Prize Picks, so they've caught on. Uh, Jimmy went under at twenty. Bam went over at twenty two, and Tyler went way under um, at eight. Uh, Tyler's rebounds were down today too. He didn't have a rebound until the fourth quarter. I thought he played a decent floor game actually. I know people are going to come at me for that. But I, but I I thought he was I thought he was okay and I I keep coming back to this, I'm not saying he shouldn't score like people are misunderstanding me like I don't it's not like Tyler go out there and miss shots or don't shoot he needs to shoot he needs to be aggressive, but there is a correlation here when he doesn't score big they win it's just it's weird and I and I've continued to ask the question all year long, let's get to Vic though okay because Gabe didn't play tonight. And I don't know what Vic's minutes would have been if Gabe had played. But Vic has been around that 20-minute mark pretty much every time since he's come back. He had 19 minutes today, uh, five points, four rebounds, four assists. I thought the defensive minutes were good. Um, He did make a three tonight. I kind of cringe when he takes threes. They always seem to be out of rhythm and off balance. But if you look at the four options here to play the two spot, okay, or play guard minutes with Kyle, and Gabe, let's take Kyle and Gabe out of the equation right now, okay? And just look at the other four. Hero, Oladipo, Struess, and Robinson. I mean, can you can you make a case for Depot to start if he no. gets his legs under him, if he can play 30 minutes? Is, is there a case at all? I don't think so. I feel like... Um... When we talk about starting, like then you're you're pulling Tyler out of that lineup, and I don't think that that Vic is is like the player that you swap that out and you think that it works. I don't know. For me, you just keep things as is. You don't mess with Tyler's uh, confidence as a young player. To me, Victor Oladipo um, is most valuable to this team when he doesn't really worry about offense. I know everyone's always talked about him as being this player that could get downhill and he would be you know a a player that could get to the basket for this team that they don't have truthfully i like his minutes most when he's active on defense and he's treating himself almost like he's a defensive stopper like a bruce bowen type without the corner threes and just really leaning into that side of the ball i feel like that'll generate inherently offense for him so the depot minutes I like most don't include offense. I do not think he's an answer on offense yet. They shouldn't use him in that way, but to deploy him in this way now, or like how even they did against Boston in the Eastern conference finals last year, I think it's a healthy uh, addition to the rotation and he'll stay in the rotation, but the offense is not there yet. And I'd like to see less of the step back threes and any of that kind of stuff. It's just inefficient at this point. What have you liked and what have you liked Brady? Yeah, I'll say on real quickly on the on the 
depot front, I think one of the biggest, other than the obvious stuff, it's the fact that you're putting three of your worst defenders on the bench with Tyler, Shrews, and Deadman. Like, you're running a bench unit that you're just, you you know the direction you're going in. If you're not hitting shots in your bench, you're basically, you're, you're just done. So, other than that, I think what I've liked is, I think the defensive stuff stands out. He had a lot of great possessions, and I was like, there were times where I would tweet it and I almost didn't want to tweet it because it was just everything was going wrong in this game to just tweet anything positive about what was happening seemed wrong. Uh, but all the deeper was like playing really well. Like we know what he could do on the ball, but the stuff he was doing off the ball, like, like recovering rotations, he, he had a possession where like he went to like stop and, and uh, take a charge, like on two different guys in the same possession. Uh, and it just basically just altered their entire play and it went in the other direction. Like those type of things that they could do with him. He's a ball magnet in terms of swiping on the ball. Like there was the one play where he kicked the head to Kyle. The, uh, I think it was the first half. Ends up in a transition layup. So the defensive stuff is a lot to like. I feel like he's getting into certain things offensively. Uh, like the, the, those little mid-range buckets he's taking, I think you'd like. Like when he's hitting those type of shots. The fact that we're still not seeing the stuff at the rim and the finishing at the rim. But I think that's to come. Like it's we're still early on in this process. So uh, And then trying to get to the line. So the thing I'm intrigued about, if, if there's one thing to highlight offensively, is, is specifically in the Spurs game, I liked it. But once again, that's another game that there was so much that went wrong in that game to highlight good stuff would not be a, a good thing to do. But the early in that game, the th- like the three-man sets they would run with Depot, uh, Tyler, and Bam, they can do a lot there. Like the fact that their Depot is almost being restricted when he's just constantly being put out there with Deadman. And I, this is not a thing where I'm just going to come on here again and just – throw Deadman under the bus because he actually had a decent game. But they're mirroring him with those that type of big man as a roller where the depot band pick and rolls look very good. So I think there's a lot of things they could do in that process in terms of just working those three guys together. And that's kind of what they're trying to do, I guess, with the, the rotation, the substitution pattern where they can get Tyler deep on the floor. And then I think the next thing is they're going to try to get Bam in quicker. So then maybe it's Kyle, Jimmy, and Deadman can figure that out. And then it's Depot, Tyler, and Bam. I think that's kind of the idea there. And that's kind of the ultimate thing you try to get to. So uh, trying to partner Depot with the certain combinations I think is important. But I don't think there's a lot to mainly dislike, I guess, from what we've seen so far. Well, I, I saw Alex. Alex isn't with us tonight because uh, he, he's on the injured list himself. But Alex Toledo is, is on the strings here responding to people. And I saw him. Him say that that he he I think it was he said he likes the hero depot minutes but with but with Bam, and and see that see that's the problem everybody likes the minutes with Bam, uh they they don't have another option there I don't know if your would have been an option at this point, um I, real quick on this Brady because I want to close with Greg and we appreciate everybody who's commented tonight, uh would you look at Orlando Robinson instead of Denman, at this point because they clearly like something and he's blown up in the G League I don't like to make too much of the G League guys when they come up but it is clear. Spo doesn't want to play the kid. He doesn't want to play Jovic mm-hmm. right now. No bias, Brady. No bias. I, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you like? I mean, would you? I mean, if I keep waiting for Deadman to pick up four fouls in two minutes on moving screens, and then they have to go to the other guys, but I, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I would look at anything. I think they have to try stuff to personally. Like, I really think that if they want to go in a certain direction, they have to find somebody to try to be neutral. I keep saying that with the back of big. They have to mm-hmm. find somebody to just not kill them and when they have a six point lead it doesn't turn into them trailing by four when bam comes back in like there has to be some uh and i don't think you're getting that with orlando robinson but they just need a change up or a spark of some kind so i just i personally i don't think either one of them are the answer back up big i think it's going to ultimately be somebody else but i don't think it's it's the worst thing in the world to try that type of stuff out he's been killing in the g league and like i said it is the g league we've seen guys play really well in the g league and then it doesn't carry over 
Uh, Jovic has still actually not been playing very well in the G League. Like no, he's Jamal been, his shooting. Jamal Kane went off in the G League today. So I mean, it's Jamal Kane had a big game. Orlando yeah. Robinson has had like seven 2020 games, and Jovic's shooting has been off and on. So there's different. I think big men men have it a little bit easier because it's just a bunch of missed shots and they keep cleaning up on the boards. But uh, I just think they have to just find something in that realm. They need to find a connection in the back of big. Uh, we keep talking about size, but it's also just about uh, trust at some level that they have to have a guy that they can trust when Bam's sitting because it can't be in what is it December twelfth and you're rushing to get Bam back in the game in, in the second quarter like that just cannot happen consistently this season. And I don't want to take Bam for granted because he has been tremendous over the last three weeks. I mean, he is doing everything they've asked him to do, and he's anchoring the defense. He's been great. Jimmy's been great when he's played. Uh, Tyler has given them good minutes. Kyle was mid today, as people said. There's too many of those games where he does doesn't do it. Am I allowed to use the word mid? Am I too old to use the word mid? Brady, yeah, you're looking yeah, at I me. Think- I don't I know. Can't use the that. lingo police don't have no say here. You say whatever I, I you was want. Gonna, well, Greg, you're almost as old as me. You're not. Well, I we pretend that anyway. I'm not. Am I allowed to say? I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. Um, Did you see that on TikTok? Or? I might have seen. I don't. I, I can't log on to TikTok. <laughs> I log in, log on, Brady. Come on, let's go. You know, James Jones, by the way, shooter for Miami. Just want to remind you of, of stuff he played here. I'd like to play the University of Miami too, Greg. Before we close, I do want to mention one thing because transaction talk always comes up in a game like this because. Miles Turner is on the other side. Mm. Unless something has been patched up, we talk about how Bam gets along with everybody in the league. Not that guy. Not that guy. Now, I don't know if if he's still if there's still an issue there. It goes back to USA camp. Um, I always feel like that's been the roadblock there. I actually, Crotty doesn't seem to like Miles Turner. He's always I don't know. He's very silent on him, or he doesn't say very nice things. I actually think he'd be the perfect big next to Bam, but that's that's a whole other debate. I I think he'd be great next to him, but I just yeah. No, it's not. And that, that that's the thing. As much as people want to see the two big lineups, I just don't think Spolstra wants to go in that direction. Um, so no to Miles Turner. And also, uh, they would not get faster if Miles Turner was in the starting lineup. Right. He is not a player that can get up and down the court. He um, doesn't like to run, actually. That, 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 too, seems yes. to be, um, that seems to be the big thing. All right, a couple of things uh, here on the comments. Uh, the first thing is everybody's mentioning the upcoming schedule, which is soft. But they just lost to San Antonio at home, so I, I know they got OKC and Houston. They lost Detroit, right? They lost Detroit and San Antonio at home. Detroit without their best player or their their best young player, who's uh, who's now out for the season, and Cade Cunningham. So I don't trust that. And others are saying, what, "What's the verdict here? Am I allowed to say mid? Hold on, I'm looking at the comments. Oh, this one says, "Oof, Ethan." I don't know about that one, Ethan. But I did know what I I D K means. That's I don't know. My daughter taught me that, so. I appreciate that. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, A Aggressive Insurance. It, it, Lynette was here on the threads today. Go to insurancebylynette.com, ODMPSI. Uh, we always mention therapist preferred too. If you need premium CBD, that's 5RSN. That's the code. And prize picks, our fantasy sponsor. Use that code 5FIVE. Use our code, okay? That keeps us in business. We appreciate that. All right. Have a good night, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we may look at the starting lineup. Well, we may look at the two guard situation a little more in depth. Like why, why do they play better when Tyler scores less? I, I want to dive into that. We haven't done that. Uh, the heater back, baby. Don't start. I should have cut you off earlier. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.